Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Loon, a two-legged, cisgender, old white man of privilege who knows a little bit about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. You will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities and the awesome surface of healthcare. Let's make some sense of all of this. Like what you're reading, hearing, or watching? Go to my webpage, health-hats.com support to choose a method of support that suits you. Thank you. Welcome to this third bonus episode. We're busy producing the next Emerging Adults with Mental Illness episode about cultural humility. It's taking longer than expected because we're combining three 30 to 40 minute dynamite interviews into one episode. And my team has new school semester obligations. So Oscar and I chatted sitting on his couch I asked him to ask me anything, and he did. No video today. We might put one up in the future. What a hoot. Here goes. Oscar first asked me about how people find my material, whether via the web, podcast platforms, or YouTube. We talked about titles, thumbnails, descriptions, and click-through rates. It's hard. You know, titles are hard. Titles? In what way are titles hard? For example, in my series on emerging adults with mental illness, so I have 15 episodes or so, and so I'm having a few words, and then number 13, emerging adults with mental illness. Okay. And so the only thing that's really unique is those few words. I did that because I wanted people to know that it's part of a series. Okay. But Emerging Adults with Mental Illness is so many characters that it, I'm trying to keep it to 60 characters. Okay. And so then it doesn't leave that many characters for something to be unique. So then what if you put the emerging adults with mental, in mental health? Is that what mental illness. Mental illness, sorry. And uh, you put it in the thumbnail. You put those like words, like text in the thumbnail. Okay. And or then, in the description. When, when a viewer looks at the video, they'll see the, maybe the uh, thumbnail for a brief second. They'll see the title. And then they'll, it'll probably like autoplay. And so they won't see the description at all until they click on it. And if you really want to know, oh. if, they, if you really want them to know that it's part of a series, then you could do it in the thumbnail. Of course, that could mess up your, like, captivating thumbnail. For a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. It is hard. So, so I, I try, try to pay attention to the title and the headings okay. of the description. Interesting. So it's, it feels like it's a attention between being descriptive of what's in the section or catchy. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like that's always difficult. Most people, especially on YouTube, what they do is they 
they actually try to minimize descriptive. I'm not sure that's really what you want. And they want they really want it to be captivating. I don't think this is right for say your audience or who you're trying to project to. People will click on something because what they're shown, like the little taste of the video, right? That creates a sort of suspense. And they'll have like generally like blurred out images or like blank lines or say like missing lines of text, right? And the the reason is to captivate people into clicking to see what the outcoming result is. And but this in turn, of course, yes, as you're saying, makes the video less descriptive. And what you, I but I don't think that like exactly what you want for your descriptions idea, right? Yeah. What we've been doing is talking about the initial look, glance, that fleeting seconds where there's, there, it seems like the way people use YouTube or Instagram or any social media is that there's a scroll and you get a feed okay. and you're scrolling through. If that's like how you approach it, or if you're the public that you're trying to reach, the audience that you're trying to reach, and you're trying to grab their attention, it's like grabbing their attention as there's a scroll. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. So what that kind of idea is, it's a mathematical statistic called click-through rate. Mm-hmm. Basically, what click-through rate is, is how many people who see it on their, what you're going to call feed, I think it's officially called recommended list, right? And basically, like, how many people see it, and then when they see it, they go to click on it, right? Yes. So another approach, it would seem to be, is that you're looking for people who have a certain interest. Mm -hmm. Let's take the emerging adults with mental illness. So I'm using the term emerging adults, which is not a commonly used term. People would maybe say young adults or adolescents. And I'm purposefully using emerging adults because it means something a little bit different. But it's counter against what I'm trying to do, which is if what I'm trying to do is reach new people, then, and they're not tuned into what an emerging adult is, then they're not going to see it. I did a podcast recently that had a newsletter, a podcast and a video, and it was about health economics. And over five years and 205 episodes, I have an average of 95 downloads an episode. Okay. Which is over a week or two weeks. And for this episode, which was like three episodes back, there was 250 downloads on the first day. Okay. Just out there. Yeah. Okay. And so the question to me is why? How did people find it? What happened? I have no idea. 
one theory is it's a bot, that it isn't about people. But I'm going to assume that's not true because I have no idea how I'd know that. Yeah. I don't really know exactly what podcasting platforms you use. And I don't know if there's a way to tell on your podcast, like, oh, which platform that you're on got the most downloads. I don't know. I don't have good stats, so I could get better stats. Anyway, I don't know. I could try to ask another question if you want. Sure. Okay. All right. So, what do you think of superconductors? What do I think of superconductors? Yeah. So, meaning chips that go into computers? No, that's different. So, what's a superconductor? A superconductor is basically a it's a it can be different types of materials or different chemical compounds. And basically what it is, is it it generates a strong magnetic field, very strong. When when cool to extremely low temperatures, I believe it's like negative 32, maybe, maybe less, I don't really know, degrees Kelvin, it generates a strong magnetic field at these low temperatures. And literally, the magnetic field is so strong that it can levitate on other magnetic objects with a opposite charge. And how's that used? The thing I've been researching mostly has been the superconductive usage in the SC maglevs. In the what? SC maglevs. This is magnetic levitation trains. Okay. And it's actually a, a newer type of technology than, I think it's called electromagnetic levitation, which is different. And uh, so th th this way they don't have to propel the train from the bottom. They just have to propel the train from the sides and it will still levitate. The from train? The, the train, yes. Ag mag mag magnetic levitated train. And mag maglevs. You've heard of maglevs before. I don't know anything about it and I don't have an opinion. I guess my opinion is, I guess my question would be, how is it used? How does it help people on a day-to-day -day basis to live better lives? And I would ask, what is the, the environmental impact of the materials? Interesting. In terms of the environmental impact, because I'm going to go probably with the hardest question first. I'm not really sure. It doesn't have any carbon emissions, as far as I'm aware. Okay. But it does have, it, like, it has electricity for the electromagnetic coils in the track. And I'm not exactly sure, but it basically what a magnetic levitated train, specifically the S3 maglev, is made to do is it's made to traverse long distances fast. Something that like a plane would normally cover. And obviously planes emit lots of carbon dioxide and harmful chemicals for the atmosphere, like much more than cars. So this is a, this idea is to like make it so it's not as much as say planes. In Japan, they're building a a maglev track from two cities. I think it's Tokyo and Osaka. And basically, 
it's made to go faster than it go really fast and be more environmentally sustainable than a plane. Okay, so there's environmentally sustainable, meaning what gets emitted. Yes. But then there's environmentally sustainable in terms of what gets mined to make Interesting. this thing. So we both have electric cars. Right. And so the reason that your parents and us are into them is that it's not not gas powered. Right. But the lithium batteries, I have to ask what's the impact of mining lithium and whatever else goes into them. And when you talk about superconductors, what are the ingredients and where do the ingredients come from? I'm going to tell you right now. The ingredients are a complex mix of chemical compounds, I think including some sort of silicone or silico or something like that. I'm not really mm -hmm. familiar with this kind of stuff. And it's like a ceramic-like material. Okay. So it's probably manufactured in a lab. But exactly where they get it, I'm not really sure. Okay. And I don't really know. And yeah. obviously, I'm not an expert on superconductors at all. Okay. And so then the other part of the question was, how does it benefit people? And it benefits people because they get there faster? They get there faster without the use of complex planes. And okay. Stuff. And I guess faster is better. So yeah, I think that's what like generally. That's the idea, anyway. I think that's generally what humans think. Yeah, faster yeah. is better, more efficient. One of the reasons that we've done the Camino, mm -hmm. hike the Camino, yeah, is because it's slow. Yep. Cool. We fly, obviously, get to Spain or Portugal, but then you're hiking, and you're seeing just for me, I'm motoring in my wheelchair, and Going slow, you see a lot of different things. But then I went to D.C. for a conference or for a meeting this week, last week, and I could have taken the train, and it would have taken eight or nine hours, and it took two hours to fly. Yeah. I need help to keep creating without impacting our retirement funds. I've expanded my podcast this year to include video, and costs and time needed have surged. Although my queue of episodes, ready to produce, grows, I can only manage monthly episodes. I need to further build my production team. You can help. Visit health-hats.com support for ways to contribute. Choose monthly subscriptions with bonus content, Zoom meetings with me and others, personal Barry Sachs MP3s, coaching sessions, and more. Occasional donations are always welcome. And you can still subscribe for free to enjoy bonus episodes. You can also recommend us through email, social media, or postcard. Postage on us. Visit health dash hats.com slash support. Your support is deeply appreciated. Thank you. All right. 
Ask another question. Another question, okay. All right. Why do you enjoy hats? <laughs> Why do I enjoy it? One of the reasons I enjoy hats is that I have a bald head and it keeps my head warm. You've worn hats long before you had a bald head. I do. You're right. Okay. I don't know the chronology of this, but since my brand is health hats, yeah. it's wearing hats is really fun. Okay. And I feel like it's a statement and it's recognizable and I'm a character. Good and for it, you. So here I have this new hat from Selma Gundy and I wanted a hat that I could, I'm aware that now I, now meaning the last five years, four or five years, I wear hats. I'm on virtual calls a lot and I video myself interviewing. And so I can't really wear headphones and a fedora. When I went to Selma Gundy's, I was saying I wanted another hat that I could wear with headphones. Mm -hmm. And people recognize me. Like, I go places, and I'm the hat guy. And people like my hats, and it's a fashion statement. No. So it's your brand, but I imagine that you wore hats, and there's a reason you decided to call yourself health hats, not like the other way around. No. No, really, really not. The okay. way I got the name Health Hats was from my friend Jane Sarasong Khan, who okay. is a health eco economist. And when I met her, I had been following her blog, and she does a really frequent blog. I don't know if it's daily, but it's at least a couple times a week. And they're really interesting. And so when I met her, I said, I love your blog, but I could never do that. I don't have that much to say and blah, blah, blah. And she said, tell me your story. And that's where my story being a person with MS, I'm care partner to several people, end of life. I'm a nurse. I've led some electronic health record implementations. I've been in the C-suite of healthcare. I wear a lot of hats. And she's the one who said, first of all, you have great stories to tell, so you should blog and you should call yourself Health Hats. There you go. Yeah, and I think the, really the hats followed that. Interesting. Not before. Okay, I find that fascinating, actually. I never knew that. Yeah. What do you think of my hats? I think they're interesting. That you, you just have like, the entire hat collection in the room. I do. Right? But do you know that you've seen my business card, right? Oh, yeah. My business card is you and me. That's and right. you're like less than one. <laughs> and you really liked hats. Yeah. And you were bummed out with me that particular day that I wasn't wearing a hat. So you put <laughs> blankies on our heads. And That's right. And your mom took the picture. And I use that hat still on my business card. I use that picture on my business card because right. of the two of us with blankies on our heads. That's right. I can thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, then I'll ask another a different question. 
What do you think about the life, universe, and everything? Life and the universe? And everything. Well, that's a really big question. No, well, I'll tell you what I think is... I think everything comes to an end. Interesting. Okay. And in my work, health and making decisions about best health, some of the most important decisions we get to make are about our death. Right. Sometimes you're... Don't have the time to make preparations. You so. don't, right. Yep. But I, I advocate for people to think about it. And one of the things I think about all this talk about climate change and how we're destroying the earth, sometimes I think it's going to end. Okay. That's the normal course. Our habits are bad. Yeah. And okay. we are... Maybe we are hastening the end, maybe. But the idea that is there's something bad about it ending. What do you mean by it? The by world? Th oh, I think it. Human life on Earth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Clarification. Huh? That was a clarification. Yeah. I think that. It, it will come to an end or change really dramatically. Yes. And it's already changed really dramatically. It has. And I think that I guess one of the ways I think about life is harm reduction. Yes. There's all sorts of risks mm -hmm. and harm that can befall us. And how can we reduce harm, but that we're all going to die and the human race is going to die. And it could be that all life on the earth will die. And that, to me, that that's the way it is. There you go. That was a, there's an answer to a really big question. Okay, interesting. Maybe that's Earth specific, but yes. What, do you, what what were you thinking that when you asked the question? I just couldn't think of a different question. Pardon? I just couldn't think of a different question, so I okay. just decided, what do you think of life, the universe, and everything? Okay, so just like the biggest question you could think of. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't very serious, but you took it very seriously. I did. I compliment you on that. Thank you. You're welcome. Ask me another one. What do you think of snarkiness? Snarkiness. First of all, I think snarkiness is a great word. To me, means sarcastic. Sarcastic with a little dig. Mm -hmm. And... There are times where I can be snarky. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't think I'm at my best. Oh, when, yeah. When I'm snarky. There you go. What do you think of snark? Snarky is interesting. I think there's a time and place for snarky. 
Yeah, like what? I don't know. Someone says something that's... I guess... Or someone's want, telling you to do something that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. Mostly, I think it's a bad habit. Definitely, yeah. The person that I'm most often snarky with is Anne. Yeah. And, and and she totally does not deserve it. Okay. It's like I can't help myself. You know what I mean? I, I just, out it comes. Just this sarcastic with a dig. And there you I just go. think, oh, man. As it comes out of my mouth, it's like, did I really need to say that? Anyway, <laughs> that was a good question. Yeah. Oscar and I chat weekly for an hour via Zoom since 2019. We started when I was concerned about my Pokemon illiteracy. It's a language I never could learn. We worked at it for six months. Then we decided to move on. Opa, you just don't get this, do you? We read Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn together, wrote a story. Now we share music and video editing. I learn a ton. This episode is a peek inside those conversations. We go absolutely anywhere. It's Opa Heaven. I host, write, edit, engineer, and produce Health Hats the Podcast. Kayla Nelson provides website and social media consultation and disseminates the podcast across social media. Leon Van Leeuwen edits the transcript, and Oscar Van Leeuwen edits the video. Joey Van Leeuwen supplies musical support for the podcast intro, outro, pro-em, and reflection. I play baritone saxophone on some episodes alone and with the Lechuga Fresca Latin Band. I'm grateful to you, who have the most critical roles as listeners, readers, and watchers. Please subscribe and contribute. See the show notes on my website for details. If you like it, share it. See you around the block.